0: How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I am joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going today, Dave? It's going alright, right, Jake. I like how you said, uh, how's it going today, instead of going tonight. Right. Change up. I'm uh, leaking some information about when we actually record these. (laughs) We can actually see the sun for the first time in a while. Yeah, that's true. I usually have the blinds closed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, so game coming up today. It's not a full game. But it is
1: a survey program. Yeah. Yeah. I have surveyed the program, (laughs) and I did not find it wanting. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But uh, survey program,
0: aka Deltarune, is what we're going to be talking about. Um, Some of you guys may already know the origins of this game, but uh, it's the next project, or most recent project, from Toby Fox, um, famed and beloved creator of Undertale which we know, like, a little bit about, I think. I've heard of Undertale.
1: Yeah. looks at Tattoo on (laughs) Arm. I think I've heard of Undertale.
0: How did this happen?
1: (laughs) But, yeah, it was kind of this vague thing, which happened on Twitter, and Toby's like, hey, um, check back tomorrow. Yeah. Other vague tweets. And then it's like, I summoned the Deltarune, which, as everyone now knows, is an anagram of Undertale. Oh, yeah. And... He kind of had a link to the Deltarune site, and you, like you said, you kind of download this survey program, right? And it is all very high level and vague. Yeah. And he's like, um, "Your choices from here on out." How should you phrase it? Yeah, the license
0: agreement's just like you accept everything that will happen from now on is all it says for the yeah. installer, um, which is which, ominous. It is pretty ominous. Also, I don't think that's legally binding, but. <laughs> uh just the same it is pretty pretty uh dramatic um so yeah this is this is free they had he had like a note on his site he's like hey don't talk about this for the first day and we'll, we're we are well past that now so you know we can make a podcast on it right
1: sue me toby <laughs> yeah. don't <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that is also not legally binding yes <laughs> i mean that would be weird if it was um
0: but uh yeah so download it from the the site it's not that big uh, pretty small download, um, and it's not a full game. But uh, jumping into it, you're not really sure what it is. Yeah, it's not. A, it's clearly not a
1: survey program, as the shortcut well, says. As it starts out, like you are being asked some questions. Right. Um, thematically, it does kind of remind you of Undertale. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you get to create your vessel, which is just choosing from a couple mm-hmm. predetermined sprites for what your character would look like. Right. It's
0: like that pottery scene from whatever movie that is in, like, the 80s. It's like, create your vessel. Is it Ghost? Yeah, it is Ghost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That was an odd analogy. (laughs) (laughs) I just think, like, create your vessel. That's what I assume, right? But, um, so, yeah, you pick, like, a head, a body, general, like, structure, legs, things like that, um, and a name, right? Yes. And then I think there's, like, a, a questionnaire, like, what would your person, your vessel do in this situation? And things like that. Yeah,
1: like, what's your favorite
0: flavor of food, yeah. colors it's, and other things. Yeah. It's always Butterscotch, right? Like That's that's <laughs> a throwback. I see Butterscotch and I'm like, got it. Um, but yeah, you you lock that all in uh, at the end. You're like, alright, character creation complete. And the game's just like, no you don't. How about you don't? You're gonna play as
1: Chris. <laughs> yeah, it kind of scraps uh, any selections you've made. I'm not sure if he's actually recording the information or if yeah. that was just a a misdirect, yeah, because he he does shit. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh,
0: I, I'm not sure if it phones home or not. But um, in either case, it is it is interesting to like go through all that customization and have it taken away from you. Um, there are some games that have kind of played around with that idea in the past, but uh, like like MGS Five, yeah, we, which we classic played. one. You spend like an hour creating a character, yeah. and it's like
1: that's not my character. Yeah,
0: it's like, and you're not gonna play as this guy. <laughs> You're gonna play as Bandage Head, <laughs> but um, as not as not opposed, not uh, related to Bandage Girl from Super Meat Boy. Completely separate, yeah. Yes. Uh, but you uh, log you log in, you load in your uh, in your room as Chris, like a teenager. He looks like the protagonist from Undertale. Yeah. Like Frisk.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Name is also kind of similar. Yes. Yes. But like your side of the room is very dingy you have like a half-made bed It's very grayed out very Mm. muted and then the other side is like ornate and nice and kempt yeah and uh, it doesn't
0: take too long before is it it when the light the lights turn on that you realize that there's there's uh color in the world when does that transition actually happen pretty much at the start of the game yeah it's it's always yeah okay yeah, I don't recall because you know it's been a while, obviously, since I beat this. You know, going back in memory, <laughs> looks at imaginary watching. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, the the room looks very similar to um, Toriel's and like Asgore's houses from mm-hmm. from Undertale, right? Um, which is pretty much locked in. When you see like your mom is is, is Toriel, basically, you yeah. yeah. um, know. But yeah, other than that, it's got like a ton of Undertale vibes. and You're like, when does this actually, like, yeah.
1: when does this happen? Am I grown up? Frisk? This is after like a happy ending. Well, my thing is like when we started, um, I'm like, oh, okay, because mm-hmm. first I'm like, oh, it's gonna ask questions and it's gonna be done. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is like this little thing, and then you go around the world a little bit. You get into the car with your mom and drives you to school. I'm like, okay, so like that was it. Yeah. It keeps going. Right. And I'm like. Cuz when they had like that animated scene, and you're like driving through the town, you see mm-hmm. these other characters from the Undertale universe. Right. It's like I'm a credits like, oh, a Yeah, exactly. Movie. Yeah. It's like a hey, a future project coming from Toby Fox. Yeah. It was like a little teaser, a snippet. It would it would actually have been hilarious
0: if it was just the survey program, you like make your character, answer some questions, and then they just thank you and it closes yeah. and Toby Fox had his message on his website that's like don't talk about this <laughs> for a day. You're just like why? <laughs> But, yeah, no, there's more to it. So, uh, mom drives you to uh, school. You're in high school. Um, walk into your class, and uh, Alphys is your, your teacher, right? Yeah. Um, and there's a lot more familiar faces there. There's, like... There's the, Temi.
1: Yeah. a classmate. Mm-hmm.
0: There's... Uh, there's the kid. I can't remember his name or if he had a name. The little monster kid. The monster kid, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which isn't a name, but I think that is his name, right?
1: There was one of the cats trash cats mm-hmm. oh yeah he's yeah. a classmate yeah
0: um and a new character uh who's introduced in a moment like you sit down in a class you try to find a, a classmate yeah for like a group partner thing a group and uh it's there's only really one option you can go with there's one person who's just like you can join our group we'll have three but you know yeah uh, she's like the overly nice and timid girl <laughs> yes yeah um, but, uh, then you then your actual group partner walks in Susie and like silences the classroom. Basically she's, she's the bad girl of school. So you end up getting matched with her and, uh, yeah, it's, it's got this kind of uh, tonal shift, you know, it's very light up until this. And then it's just like, okay, what's, you know, what's the personality of this person that the entire room goes quiet that, you know, Alphys stutters more than usual, things like that. Um, but uh, it, it kind of progresses from there. It's like uh, the, the chalk's missing
1: in, yeah. in the classroom. After. Alphas can't really start class without, wait, like write things on the board, like, hey, here's what you're working on, here's mm-hmm. some information. So you're kind of tasked with going out to get chalk with Susie, right, your yeah. group partner. You got to watch her because Alphas
0: is concerned she's just going to yeah. leave or something.
1: Traditionally a troublemaker, as far as we know. Yeah. So you go out into the hall. Susie's being a a badass you see her eat the chalk yeah she eats the chalk which which she had apparently stolen earlier which is a little weird to me I don't really understand but but uh, for context Susie is a monster Mm -hmm. in like the Undertale type universe yes versus you who is the only human yeah as far as we know um so then after that she's like what you gonna like tattle on me Mm -hmm. punk ass bitch yeah
0: and then she she walks up. The music changes. It gets really dramatic, and she yeah. threatens to eat your face off,
1: which her, is like her teeth are showing and her character portrait and stuff. And yeah, which like is like a huge tonal shift from everything else, kind of like upbeat and like day in the life. Yeah, even compared to like original Undertale, there really wasn't yeah this oppressive like what is it's going kind of on. like the jump to uh, Grims mm-hmm. type horror things. Yeah. threat of violence. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, graphic compared to, I will kill you dead. Yes, exactly.
0: And then she's just like, no, I won't do that. Your mom's a nice lady. <laughs> You're like, well,
1: thanks. Thanks for not eating my yeah. face off, I guess. And also of note, uh, similar to Undertale, your character doesn't really have responses. Right. Like, you can choose things for, like, a dialogue. Right. But your character's not actually responding. Yeah, it's just that then whoever you're interacting with will kind of respond in kind based on your selected response. Yeah. But essentially, like when you're given options, like when talking to Susie here, um, the first time I like selected something quick, and as soon as I selected, she's like, "It doesn't matter anyway." Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, "All right." Yeah. She there's like a there's a like actual response in the UI when
0: you select options and things like that, and it actually cuts it like immediately, and she interrupts you and is just
1: like you don't get a choice yeah the second time i played through i like waited because i was like eating something at the same time or i took some of a beverage mm-hmm. and then like the half second goes up and it just got the same message it doesn't matter anyway yeah so it was just you can make no selection at that point yes you're kind of being guided linearly which is occurring kind of theme in this one um and it's
0: It's kind of explained to you at the start. It's just like, hey, you made this character, you named him, chose all this stuff. None of that matters. Your choices don't matter. None of this matters. Yes, none of this matters. It's just uh, you're an observer for what is going on, kind of,
1: but you are guiding Chris. Which is, again, weird compared to what we've known so far as Undertale. Yes. Where the whole thing is marketed as your choices matter. Exactly. You choose who lives, you choose who dies. Um,
0: do it do that. Like even the the Steam page for Undertale was just like, "Welcome to Undertale, the game where you don't have to kill anyone." <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. So it's a weird jump, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but as you kind of go and progress through with Susie, you go to the locker. Yeah, there's like a storage, storage room or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. To go look for the chalk, and it's kind of just pitch black. Right. And it has like a really spooky vibe to it. You like walk in and the door closes behind you
0: and yeah everything's dark there's like are you see um is it like
1: shards or papers on the ground it's like some sort of papers yeah so you know it's like a walkable surface because mm-hmm. you just figure those are on the ground and, and then shortly after the door closing um the papers kind of just fall away and the ground seems to just drop out from under you yeah you're like in an abyss basically yeah Drop down. Fight a (laughs) man. That would be a great crossover.
0: Yeah. You do drop down, though. um, And you end up uh, separated from Susie. Uh, Kind of like fall to... um, You're pretty close, but uh, you you find her in short order. And you're both like, what's
1: going on? Yeah. What is this? Also of note, uh, when you fall down, uh, it is very similar... Like, even the map design mm-hmm. is similar to when you fall down in Undertale. Right. You have this rectangle, and you can, your only option is go to the right. Yes. Also, your character is not wearing normal school clothes. You kind of have this fantasy armor. hmm So, like, there's definitely been some shift, almost like a Narnia-type thing. Yeah. yeah. Where you perceive that you've entered another world. That's true. Um,
0: so, you, uh, you meet with Susie, kind of progress um, through this, this fantasy world. Um, which, um, I'm not sure if it's exactly at this point in the game, but I know at, at some point later, the title of the window that's running it says Dark World instead yeah. of Survey Program anymore. And you're like, oh, oh, okay. Welcome to Toby Fox's Dark World <laughs> 2017. Uh, it's actually 2018, but you know I can't keep track of time. We'll fix that in post. <laughs> yeah. <maybe. laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you kind of progress through and you get like a lot of vibes that's like this is this is the underground like this is
1: um I, at least when i played it i was like am i in that same uh, fallen down area of undertale yeah. it's hard not to draw the similarities because of the name and the feel and fucking everything yes yeah and All i think part of that is the intention mm-hmm.
0: yeah the uh the goal kind of it se- it seems like here is to give you this nostalgia for Undertale they're reusing a lot of the same characters but they're slightly different they know different things Um, and at the same time they're subverting that Undertale feel by having characters like Susie who's following you around and she's like completely, you can think of like a trope of like the bad girl at school who like, you know, gets into trouble and skips class and like probably does drugs but maybe she doesn't actually do drugs people just think she does yeah and it's like that's
1: that's Susie basically um i feel like part of her character thing is like she got typecast and she's like this is who you think i am this is who i will be right yeah so she's playing that role but uh shortly you meet up with or in this abandoned town you have like a shop and like some other things mm-hmm. all of which are locked you can't go into if yeah you go up to the castle you meet the uh, prince of darkness there yes
0: he's got this this cloaked hooded figure kind of looks like the the like og hooded mysterious person in, in rpgs um we're all say right yeah i think that's what you say i'm not sure but we'll be correct that's how on, i pronounce on, it on the <laughs> internet so um but yeah he tells you about the uh this this prophecy asks who you are um and it uh, tells you about a prophecy to of like light returning and um, lighteners returning and balancing uh like darkeners and closing this fount of darkness, and there's a
1: whole big deal about it. Is this when the the actual scrawl comes down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so again, parallel back to undertale, mm-hmm. at the very beginning of the game, there's a brown and yellow type thing which talks about like the backstory of undertale as you know it at that point right and in the same fashion it's telling you this story of the legend right of like these three heroes who will balance um things between light and dark mm-hmm. to save the earth right light side dark side yeah <laughs> and i also it- like that you can you can skip this plot point entirely right yeah because like hey do you want to hear the legend you can say nah. no not really but the second prompt is like are you sure? And they kinda of like respond sheepishly, like, I think I think you might want to hear it. And just like, oh no, I'm good. Thanks so.
0: I think if you I uh, I had read if you do that later when you encounter um the next main character you encounter, uh will we're we're actually interrupt and like give you the opportunity <laughs> to learn about the plot again during the other guy's speech. He's yeah. just like, Oh yeah, that stuff you're talking about, that's the prophecy. Oh <laughs>
1: well, hey, by the way, he sneaks it in. Yeah which is which is pretty great yeah but also is a very very friendly character yeah and ends up being like the healer of your group right which is a a good time to
0: mention that you you have a group now so this is actually i think the first person that like if they're not the first person that joins the party they're the first person you get control of other than your main character Yes. Because uh, you don't control Susie's
1: action. She just goes, yeah. hey. So let's let's first, um, the character Lancer is introduced here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who kind of looks like a variation of some spade, mm-hmm. like playing card spade. <laughs> right, yeah. I like to imply yeah. that this is not a racial slur. <laughs> and he's very kind of over-the-top silly, like, I'm the bad guy. Yes. And he literally says, I'm the bad guy. I am the bad guy. Yeah, he he's uh clearly just playing
0: to the role kind of like um there's there's um parallels to him and like Papyrus yeah from Undertale where it's like oh yeah, we're going to set up all these traps and we're going to you know catch you because that's what we got to do. And uh it's just the what he's been told to do. Yeah. So he's just like, oh yeah, as the bad guy, this is my job. Um but he's he's actually pretty hilarious. Yeah.
1: So you enter combat with him, and the combat in this game is RPG-esque because mm-hmm. you can control more than one character. Right. As the game goes, you still have your option to fight, mm-hmm. which is kind of like original Undertale. Yeah. You also have the option to act, similar to original Undertale. Yeah. Um, you still have your heart, which you want to use to dodge enemy attacks, mm-hmm. but you also have the ability to use some magic. Right. Yeah, they have like those
0: those magic spells, specifically uh where I'll say kind of like near the start, um, has like a heal ability mm-hmm. which you can use to um, replenish your,
1: your health, as you know yeah. heals usually do. But <laughs> so, like if you defend, you can build up T P mm-hmm. percentage, which yeah. is your magic points. You can also build it up by narrowly dodging projectiles. Yeah. If you get like within this buffer hitbox It'll build your thing. So if you're skilled at dodging and getting close, you can get rewarded with magic. Yeah. And the magic usually, there's not like a
0: whole lot of spells that I saw, but it kind of boiled down to you can use your TP offensively um, to kind of like wear them down quicker or um, defensively in the form of heals and things like that. Um, But yeah, if you're playing really close, dodging um, projectiles closely, uh, you could like accelerate your way through some of those fights. Yes just because of all the spells you're casting. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is the first time Undertales had a party uh, set up. Before, it was just you, the protagonist, you act or fight, and you move around in your box to dodge projectiles. And um, in this one, uh, you got three characters. They can each take damage. Um, I don't... I, I actually, by the end of the game, I wasn't actually sure what determined
1: who took what damage. Well, whenever an enemy was attacking, it would kind of, like, say who was targeting... Okay. Certain ones will be targeting specific characters, gotcha. other times they might target multiple or all characters. Gotcha. The party. But in either case you dodge with uh Chris's human soul
0: in the center uh to like make sure that the attack doesn't actually hit. Um and it's interesting. It's like they've they've in the same kind of system they've added more inventory um uh, like equipment slots. Um uh, so you can equip more things than you could in the first game. Um, and so they kind of build on top of it. Your phrase right there, the first game. Yes, exactly. The first game that Toby Fox has made that I
1: played. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Qualified. So, this is one of those things like, where we're not entirely sure, nor is the community or fucking anybody. Yeah, um, We're not sure if this is supposed to be a sequel, mm-hmm. if this is supposed to be an alternate universe, right. based on various factors, which, I mean, play it or research it yourself, because some people go deep yeah um but there's so many similarities that it's hard not to theory craft for yeah. sure yeah and i think that's that's probably uh,
0: by design like toby toby fox is a really good writer like he has made if you look at the um the diagrams of like the choice trees that existed for the original undertale like it was crazy how many like variations on the Indian you could have even though there was like three main endings mm-hmm. like different things could happen based off of your choices and uh, I, I think it would be naive to expect that he just grabbed all the characters reused the characters and kept their personalities mostly the same and he's like this is now the content but it's you know something completely different um, he had mentioned has mentioned that the world of undertale is Uh, As you left it. Yeah. Um, So, at the very least, we know it's like a new world. But we don't know exactly what the bounds of that world is, uh, as far as world-building is concerned. This is the descent into theorycraft, but um, (laughs) this is what you get when you get people so invested in the first
1: game. Yeah. Like I said, by design, for everything he's done, I feel like this is going for him as as planned. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm for sure um but yeah you were talking about lancer
0: who's the uh self-appointed bad guy he's like all right you know i'm the bad guy and his uh his father is the king who is uh responsible for creating this uh fountain of darkness that's uh throwing off the balance between light and dark and the plot itself like as explained to you is pretty standard fare for rpg you're just like oh darkness is doing bad things well Mm -mm. hero of light gonna show up and (laughs) take care of that stuff you're like yeah it's it's basically that but um as it goes on there's there's some hints that maybe there's more things at play than the the top level hero story you're experiencing and we mentioned this a little bit but uh this feeling of agency that the game uh, actually lacks it's really big in um in games that have come out recently, you're like, choices, progression. We were just talking about how Toby Fox had this big diagram of, like, all the choices you can make in Undertale. All possible routes, et cetera, yeah. Exactly. So it's like, why at the start of this game do they just throw all of that out explicitly? It's not even implicitly. This is like, this would be on the box as a feature. Like, you have no choice, right? Um, it's too on the nose. To be, to be
1: anything other yeah. than intentional. And I think part of it is to subvert our expectations from what we know with Undertale, mm-hmm. where the choices matter so much. Right. Um, but I think the other part of it is it's being done for a reason that will be revealed in the plot later. Exactly. In subsequent installments. Mm-hmm. We're going to continue to like pile evidence on this <laughs>
0: theory as we, as we walk through here. But... Uh, Lancer, although he's the bad guy, he does lead you through this. Um, you, you chase him through several areas, kind of um, completing uh, traps, fighting enemies, other monsters that are in the area, right? Or maybe yeah. fighting, you know, right? You don't have to fight. You
1: can act, and, like, everyone has a... Like, you can just talk to someone and be like, hey, we shouldn't fight, and they're like, yeah, I don't get paid enough to do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the... Um, I remember there were, like, these little kind of weird bunny puzzle piece enemies Mm -hmm. they looked like and as soon as you encounter them like oh dear god please don't fight me (laughs) or uh i'm really trying my best yeah and you're like hey we should be friends and they're like that's a great idea (laughs) and you can just be like all right you're you're free to go (laughs) spare (laughs) yeah uh rossi actually shows you how to fight
0: uh, like toriel did in the first game against a training dummy But in this one, the dummy actually looks like Ralsei. (laughs) You're like, "Huh? (laughs) Like, what's going on here?" (laughs) It's it's pretty funny, actually.
1: Yeah, you have the option to hug the dummy. Yeah, Ralsei's like, "Uh." (laughs) You can also have the option to hug Ralsei, Mm -hmm. and Ralsei's like, "Oh, like, I'm glad that you're trying, but what?" (laughs) And apparently, like, Ralsei had never been hugged before. Yeah. There's actually a uh, like a minor Easter egg in the game because this
0: is like one of those RPGs where your party members follow your, follow around behind you, mm-hmm. um, and you can just walk through them you know, non collidable but they're there on the screen. But if you like walk up right next to Ralsei and just like wait there a minute, Ralsei will blush, <laughs> <laughs>
1: which is just a great touch. Yeah, I, I, I like the character that. is very cute, endearing, and pure, mm-hmm. pure of heart. Wants the best for everybody. Doesn't want confrontation. At yeah. All.
0: They, they even have, like, some of the, the tropes of the traditional kind, like, hearted person. They're like, oh, yeah, baking. Like, we all say, like, bakes cakes and things like that. You're like,
1: I got it. I got it. This is a good guy. Yeah. This is a good guy. And then Susie being the polar opposite of, I'm the bad one. I make trouble. Also, you cannot control Susie yeah. at that point in the game. Mm-hmm. She just auto-attacks the first enemy. Yeah, when she dropped the Narnia, she ended up with, like, an axe.
0: <laughs> yeah, fucking <laughs> seriously.
1: Yeah. <laughs> But it's really fun because one of the mechanics you can do if you have Susie in your party is you have the option to warn your enemies about Susie. Yeah. Like, hey, Susie's going to attack you. Yeah. So that will make Susie auto-miss on enemies. Yeah. She's like, what are you doing? (laughs) Trying to explain to Susie, like, hey, we're not trying to murder everybody. (laughs) Right. Oh, man. But also, you were saying before, you don't really have the option so if you are doing the combat strategy, mm-hmm. you can't actually kill enemies. They right. just run away. Yeah. Because I, I played aggressive, just like my the start
0: of my first playthrough of Undertale. Like, I'm just going to... I think I actually spared a couple things this time, and then when I came back and like, played it more, it was just fighting guys. Yeah. And they all run away. You don't get any uh, EXP, um, even if you fight everybody. You stay at, like, level one. And there's actually, as, an, as a nice touch... Um, Ralsei has uh, the title the Lonely Prince in like character select, but if uh, if you equip like a ragged scarf or something on him, it like increases his damage or something. So it's like the Thorny Prince or something like that. And then you can get like a different scarf that's like like, really soft. Really soft. It's like
1: the Fluffy Prince. (laughs) And uh, in either case, he's level one because you're never getting XP. But yeah, um, all your party members still have the same starting health throughout the game.
0: Yeah. It's, it's even easier to manage, I think, than Undertale. Or most of the content is easier to manage than Undertale because one of your party members can heal. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, like, that seems good. Um, but, yeah, the uh, you, you go through. They've created a lot of new uh, monsters, even for, like, this chunk of content. Um, and that creative design process
1: is still, like, Toby Fox is
0: still on his game.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, every single thing is fresh. There's nothing recycled from Undertale. Yeah. As far as combat, it's just, it's in a familiar setting. So like, okay, cool, I know what to do. There's nothing, not really wrenches thrown into the works, which is nice. You can pick it up really quickly. And they also have the addition of, as you're walking through the world, um, there might be, like, traps or things that are moving around you have to avoid. Right. And if it does hit you, it will damage your whole party. Yeah kind of like
0: the like uh other rpgs have had that overworld like punji pits things like that yeah. you Fall and take some damage um the uh, the other thing is the you can see so in undertale one they had random encounters with monsters and then they also had set piece fights mm-hmm. for uh times that you like see them in the overworld as well and this one you always see enemies in the overworld um and when you get relatively close to them they'll just like run at you and yeah. start combat which is nice. I prefer that. I'm um, on. I'm in the the camp of people who don't really prefer random encounters. You spray repel on your entire body yeah, <laughs> before you're going just, outside. Yeah, just. Gonna, I'm just gonna like uh like dunk myself in a barrel of oil so I can't be <laughs> caught and go. You're like no nope, no random encounters. Stop deaf guy. You
1: can't, <laughs> can't catch me.
0: <laughs> I keep trying to catch him, but he's covered in grease.
1: <laughs> but I think that's preferred random encounters like have their place mm-hmm. but in it's like a gar- garbage can yeah <laughs> in a more storied game you don't want to necessarily have random encounters it kind of throws off the pace yeah and like in undertale they had
0: if you were just going through the area you'd run into some random encounters you'd spare your guys whatever it was fine um but you explicitly had to run around in genocide to kill everything until Every the music thing. stopped Yeah, in your area. And that's how you know you had killed everything.
1: But I think it was meant to be monotonous. Yes. It's like you're explicitly going out of your way. You cannot accidentally get genocide. Yeah. It's something you worked for. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But
0: uh, you kind of like go through the areas here and I was talking about the writing and like um, some of the the areas feel very similar to, to undertale to me, at least these intermediary areas. So your goal is to get to the castle at the end. Um, depending on how ambitious or optimistic you are, maybe like talk the King out of, you know, like using this evil fountain or let him like convince him to let you, you know, disable it and escape. Or if you're more realistic, fight the King, you know, um, but you're kind of working towards that goal. And you encounter, like, um, some familiar faces on, on the way. Some are a little bit uh, newer. I know there's a shopkeep uh, you run into relatively early. I didn't look over all of his wares or ask all of his
1: questions. Are you talking about Shom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like a a patchwork cat. Mm-hmm. And it has, like, a, a little button eye, which kind of, like, rotates. Okay, yeah, yeah. But, uh... The name, as you see in text, is spelled S-E-A-M, which <laughs> anybody would read as Seam, which makes sense because he's like a patchwork yeah, cat type thing. yeah. But he's like, oh, it's pronounced sham, and this is my, and it says S-E-A-P, shop. <laughs> 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 so Toby Fox, again, does a great job of doing very cute light humor of playing off the nature of the game. Because mm-hmm. if you read things as text, you're going to process it as you would read it normally. Yeah. But just doing cute little things like that. But the upgrades you can get are typically like simple consumables for heals, right? Or some minor weapon or armor upgrades. Okay. They're nothing too crazy or over the top.
0: Yeah, I think I bought like one armor or a weapon upgrade. Um, but I didn't find the rest of the gameplay that I experienced like tremendously difficult, so I wasn't too worried about like the healing items.
1: Yeah for the most part i would say that this was an easy game yeah Mm -hmm. like easy game honestly (laughs) gg (laughs) (laughs) at least i think at this point um difficulty is not really a thing that was added or intended yet it's like a narrative experience more yeah
0: there is an exception yeah right um and you can talk about the process for that, because I know you know more about it than I do. I missed it in my playthrough. Yeah. Um,
1: I missed it on the first one, but after looking up some things, there is an optional boss, mm-hmm. which is the hardest boss in the game. Emerald Weapon. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, As you're going through the castle, um, there's an elevator in it. You have the option to go down to this mystery floor, which mm-hmm. is like a dungeon. Right. And you go down the steps, and there's this kind of door-like thing that's just a wall. Mm-hmm. You hear a voice talking to you on the other side, saying some things and rhyming riddles, asking to be set free. He's like, if you want, I can set you free as well. Okay. So, throughout the game, you can get various pieces of a key. You need to find all three pieces, repair the key, then come back, and you can unlock this boss fight, which is fairly chaotic <laughs> compared to everything else.
0: <laughs>
1: Full of chaos, chaos.
0: Yeah, they... Uh... I, I saw a little bit of the fight on YouTube after the fact because, like I said, I didn't fight him. And uh, uniquely, he's got uh, his own voice lines. He like actually has these kind of like eight bit
1: or MIDI tier recordings that are clearly yeah. down sampled a lot. But like there, there haven't been any other voices in the game. Yeah. Or Undertale, if I remember correctly. Yeah. They have like some. Like sound We had like for the their... type of sound, but it wasn't
0: speech. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, similar for some of the other characters. They're like, eh, Sans, right? Things like that. That's what they use for voices. Was yeah, it's a like repeating the sound. animal crossing type. The text I don't, I don't filling out that. in the box, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I'd call it either. It's definitely got a name, but I don't know what it is. Things we should look up at a point in <laughs> time. Yeah. But this guy's got an actual voice. He's got actual English lines. And Japanese lines. And if American. you play the Japanese version, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um... And it looked like a pretty
1: hectic fight. Did you did you end up beating him? Yeah, it took me like 10 to 12 tries. Yeah. But then I eventually scraped by. I did have to like go back and like buy all the healing items I could and try to pace out when I'm going to use things or use abilities
0: and stuff. So somewhere between the uh, original Undying fight and Genocide Sands. This is where the difficulty falls. <laughs>
1: I feel like Genocide Sands is definitely worse because yeah. I never did that. But yeah. I don't know, like, it's the game itself is fairly short, mm-hmm. and I know we're not covering a lot of things for like how the story progresses. Not doing a full talk through as we've done in the past. Yeah, and I don't want to. Yeah, no, it's that's... like Undertale itself. It's a it's a gameplay experience. It's a narrative right. story that you need to play through and enjoy at your own pace.
0: Um, I'm not going to be able to convey in my second hand explanation the impact of like some of the writing or the gags that you know happen in the game so I don't want to deprive people of that if they go back and play it Um, but it's how to describe I don't know Well, you think about that
1: (laughs) you tell us (laughs) Um, I really Uh, want to see where this goes mm -hmm. is the best way I can phrase it yeah Like I was really hyped when this came out. For me, this is still a part of like the Undertale universe. Right. And part of the Undertale lore. Mm -hmm. I don't know in what capacity. Right. It's canon. Yeah, (laughs) it is definitely canon. (laughs) And it's not extended universe. Right, yeah,
0: yeah. Disney's not gonna buy up uh the Undertale universe and retcon all of this, be like, oh no, we're just doing Undertale too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Not likely. But uh, it's it's got some interesting themes. Like I had my grapes with the game when I was playing through it, but the more I played it, the more it like got its hooks into me. Like Undertale one, I was like or Undertale one, the Undertale, <laughs> I like it's too easy. It's too easy to I make know, that know. jump. Um, I was like, this is all right, this is fine. I like some of these, some of what's going on, uh, until the Toriel fight, and it's just like I accidentally killed it. And I'm like, ah oh, crap! A lot of people did that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's designed mechanic-wise that a lot of people do that. And I felt like garbage. And as soon as you start feeling something, that's what pulls you into that game. Yeah, you're now emotionally invested. Yeah. It's like, and it took me a lot longer for this one because there wasn't that, that hook at the beginning. That was just like, this is something that you're going to latch on emotionally. I just saw them reusing characters. Yeah. And I,
1: I agree with you in that regard. Like, I wasn't emotionally hooked because your character is kind of a mute. Yes. And it's just to exist in the world. Mm -hmm. And, like, things happen around you. Right. But I feel like the emotional hook comes in later between... It's basically because of Susie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is. Because uh, Susie is the character who, like, will eventually have a change of heart. Right. And she starts working with Lancer for a time being. Oh, yeah. We're the bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's awesome. There's shenanigans they get up to when they're yeah. the bad guys. It's just great. Yeah, the whole thing is super entertaining. But then at some point, like everybody joins your side and you're working together towards going to fight the king. Right. And there's a lot of back and forth about what people are feeling and why they are doing the actions that they do. Exactly. But just seeing like the relationships develop in these minor ways is really conducive to, A, world building, mm-hmm. to um, building up that emotional investment without doing it a heavy-handed way. Yeah. Which a lot of games will be like, all right, here's uh, your character. Yeah. Here's your wife and kid. They'll yeah. Could- give you 20 minutes of, they're dead. They died. <laughs> How do you feel? Yeah. I'm like, I saw this coming a mile away, Fable.
0: Don't even. It's like the, dev- the game developers are physically in the game killing <laughs> your family right now so that you can have emotional investment. And it's like, I, I like the layering that Toby Fox does when they use, when he uses storytelling like this. Cause at top level, it's like a Saturday morning after school special, like making friends with the bully. Yeah. Like that is the top layer here. It's just, he layers so much more into it that you're like, there's a background thread for a plot that maybe we haven't fully like been exposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, and getting you know through the game to the ending definitely reinforces that uneasy feeling that there's stuff going on. Oh my god, yeah. And uh, it's it's just that it's
1: it's that there's there's so much to look for. I think in these games. Um, also, after you've gone through the the content of the game, I'll say yeah. yeah, loose yeah. expression. Uh, you have the opportunity to kind of explore more mm-hmm. in. Your hometown, and like talk to all these other people, right, Pelican town, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's really cool to see what some might consider like oh reused assets or like, oh, these characters remember from, as Jay keeps saying, Undertale one, yeah, but everything is different, yeah, and like half the fun of the game is like theory crafting of but how is it related, yeah, I think so toby fox
0: himself recommended that people play undertale before they play this yes and having played through it i understand entirely if you play this and you've never played undertale you're going to see you won't be able to tie as much to what's going on in this game mm-hmm. like and to individual characters and i think one of the the big things of the original undertale was growing like to like the characters over time growing attached to the yeah the monsters And seeing things be slightly different gives you this kind of like uncanny valley sort of sense where it's like, why are they different? Like, what are the? You can see the pieces that are missing, right? It's like those uh those like um newspaper thing where it's like spot the differences between these two pictures. Yeah, and you're like, I see differences. What do they mean? And you don't get any of that context if you haven't played the first game, Um, Undertale one as we're calling it. But yeah. It's it's interesting. There's going to be a crazy amount of theory crafting about like what does it mean? <laughs> and uh where it's going from here. But we'll I think probably leave most
1: of that to the internet. Yeah. I'm hoping in like a future episode we can actually I mean, in three years, assuming the podcast is still going, yeah, we yeah. could uh, have another episode on part two.
0: Even if the podcast isn't going, we can just like we could be on opposite sides of the country. We'll record on like garbage mics and we'll have one extra episode. We'll for... have like
1: one shitty phone call. We'll both be on speaker <laughs> for Delta Rune, yeah, yeah. But I highly recommend that you guys check it out, especially if you've played Undertale. Mm-hmm. If you haven't played Undertale, um, go do that. Yeah, listen to the podcast episode then play Deltarune, yeah. then listen to this, then theorycraft for hours and send us a message. Yeah, it's like this is...
0: You guys would probably be listening to this around Thanksgiving week if you listen to them when they come out. So hopefully you're taking some time off. You can catch up on Undertale. Should be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'd like to thank everybody for listening to this episode of the podcast where we talk about Deltarune and Toby Fox and the whole the whole universe that that encompasses. Um, We'll look forward to the game release. Uh, Whenever it happens, I'll try to be around for it.
1: (laughs) I pray it's soon, but we shall see.
0: Yeah. Toby Fox has to hire, hire some people for it, but he's not accepting applications. He says, I'll contact you. (laughs) So we'll see what that actually ends up being. Um, But uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening and hope you guys have a good holiday week.
1: What about you, Dave? What do you, what are you, what are words? I was going to say, um, as always, uh, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Soapstone. Right. Uh, you can also send us an email. Is it Soapstone or Soapstone Podcast? I think it's Soapstone Podcast, isn't it? Go- Google us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You'll find us either on Spotify <laughs> or Facebook mm-hmm. or
0: the Gmail. Yeah, we also have a Gmail, uh, Podcast at gmail.com, um, yeah. Send us your feedback, talk to talk to us on Facebook, talk to other people and we will look forward to seeing you guys in the next one. Yep. Have a good one. Peace.